Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dagwood Mill. That draws us to It's testimony time. Oh, I can't feel your excitement. I said it's time for testimonies. Hallelujah. How many of you are becoming wiser through the testimonies? And I believe this morning, God is going to make you a better person as you listen to the testimonies. Please help me welcome Rhoda to give us her testimony. Put your hands together as we welcome Rhoda to give us her testimony. Hi everyone, my name is Ruda Holm from Ligon. I'm an airport star. My testimony is about how um, daddy's prophecies helped me to get a visa to travel. For a very long time, since GSS. <laughs> my parents have been trying to help me get a visa to travel outside. But every year, anytime I try, I get bounced. I'm, I'm always refused the visa. So it got to a time I gave up and I told my mommy that she stopped bothering herself about it. But she said I'm a Christian and that when I pray God here, so I shouldn't be saying such things. So I decided not to talk about it again, even though I did not have faith in applying. And then last year we're having a service at Commonwealth Hall with our daddy bishop. And daddy was prophesying that in six months' time you will travel and receive your visa. And I really believed in the prophecy. And when I went home, I was always praying, reminding God about the prophecy and that I really believe it. And this time around, I should get the visa. And God being so good, I applied and that vacation, I was able to travel to see my parents. And I want to encourage you all to believe in the prophecies and the prayers. It's not a joke. When you believe it, you shouldn't just leave it here. When you go home, you should be reminding yourself and be praying and be, believe that whatever you believed will, will, will happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Daddy. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a shout for a powerful 
testimony. Some of you don't understand. She has been trying since JSS. You have no idea. We have another testimony. Let's welcome Jude Saki to give us his testimony. Hallelujah. My name is Jude Saki and I'm the elder for our first love church in Hyderabad, India. My testimony is about divine escapes. Um, A couple of months ago in India, um, on a Tuesday evening, I got home late from work and it was raining. And when I got home, I was in the house for a few minutes when I heard some banging on our house door. And I was wondering who that was because it was very violent. And so um, I opened the door and four big policemen entered our flat. And then I was wondering what was happening, and they asked me, they started interrogating me on the spot, asking me, do you know Charles? Do you know Michael? Do you know David? I said, no, I don't know these people. And um, he showed me a picture on a phone he had with um, a a guy in prison, in an Indian prison with handcuffs, asking if I know him. I said, no, I don't know him. And apparently he had been caught for drugs. He was doing drugs, and they caught him with drugs on him. And so the police thought that, and he sent them to our apartment, flat 301. He told them that he was coming to our place. Meanwhile, he was actually coming to those, his friends on the first floor. But because they knew that pastors lived in the third floor, so it's like, he sent the police there to keep his friends safe. And so the police came, and they didn't believe me. They searched the whole house. They searched our room, searched our dustbins. I mean, they just messed the house up. And then afterwards, and they told me to follow them to the police station so they put me at the back of the police van like a prisoner and took me to the prison and when i was there they sent me to see the guy that was there in prison they, they took me to see him they were, i think they're trying to trying to see if i know him and so when i when i i saw him there sitting there and i knew the guy i mean i'd seen him around i'd seen him somebody i would just say hi to but he had never come into the apartment before and so i knew but he looked at me and for five seconds, I was wondering what he would say. And he was like, who is this guy? I haven't seen him before. And I was like, I also don't know him. And so the police, after keeping me there for a while and trying to intimidate me, then they let me go. And I realized later that just a couple of days before that, a church member had come to our house to confess his sins. And he had come with drugs. He said that he's done with drugs. He's not going to do drugs anymore. So he brought the drugs to the house and he left it in our living room. He said that, He's not going to do drugs anymore. And, and just the day before the police came, somehow, because we are all boys living in the house, rubbish can stay around for longer than it should. But, but for some reason, just the day before, we, and we threw away the rubbish, including the drugs. And so when the police searched, there was no drugs, nothing in the house. And I just want to say that the anointing doesn't have any expiry dates. And also, it's not limited by distance. As I was in India listening to the podcast, I was still able to receive the prophecies. So I just want to tell you that don't despise the prophecies. And even if maybe you were dozing off while the prophecies were coming, you can go home and listen to the podcast and still receive it as if you were here. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a shout for a powerful testimony? I remember Daddy praying for us to receive divine escape and i believe that this was a divine escape we have another testimony help me welcome zoe to give us her testimony
Hallelujah. My name is Zoe Obobisa. I'm from First Love USA. And my testimony is about how I was delivered from poison. So last Saturday, somebody gave me some chocolates. And I ate the first one. And I could tell that it tasted kind of funny, but the room was kind of dark, so I couldn't see what I was eating. So then later on, I was sitting in the car, and I was going to eat the second one. And then I was like, okay, let me try it. So I bit into it, and I was going to give some to my mother. But when I looked inside the chocolate, all I could see was spots of green mold. And I was very shocked. I was like, so is this what was in the first chocolate? That's why it tasted funny, but I just pushed it aside. So I looked at the box, the bottom of the box of chocolate, and I noticed that it had expired a month before. And so I told my mother, I was like, Mommy, look, there's mold in the chocolate, and I ate one. I'm going to get sick. And she was like, oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So after I had gotten rid of it, I was thinking that, oh, this week I'm going to get sick. Something's going to happen to me. I'm not going to be well. But I came to church on Sunday, and Daddy was preaching about how one of the effects of the anointing is that you'll be delivered from poison. And by the grace of God, this week I've been well. Nothing has been wrong with me. I've been happy and just very well at home. So I want to thank you, Daddy, and thank God for the blessing of just having a father like Bishop. And I want to encourage you guys that everything that Bishop says You shouldn't take it for granted, and you shouldn't take it as just a passing comment. Anything can come true. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. We have another testimony. People are listening, and their lives are being changed through the podcast. This testimony is coming from Jane. says, I really want to thank you, Bishop, for quickening my faith. Actually, Saturday night, I was so tired of my ailments that I cried so much and just believed in Bishop's prayers. Then on Monday, I started listening to Bishop's message, not by might nor by power, part two. In the message, Bishop said, pour oil in your palm and lay your hands on your head. All this while, I was in so much pain, and, but I told the Lord, he has done it for others and now it's my turn. When Bishop said, put your hands on your head, he began to pray. Oh my goodness, it was like heat wave running down my head. My body was on fire. I was trembling, screaming and all. It was as if Bishop had physically laid his hands on my head. And all of a sudden, the pain left me. Wow, this is a powerful testimony. The anointing is so real and the prayers are real. No matter which part of your body hurts, just add your faith and believe in the prayers and the communion prayers and you will be healed 100%. My BP was up. I just checked. We serve a living God. Why don't you put your hands together? This testimony is coming all the way from Vancouver, Canada. People are being blessed as they listen to the testimony we have our final testimony also coming from canada bishop for the past few weeks i've been having a migraine every day i was asked to do so many tests i couldn't even lift my head this time i didn't want to tell anyone but just believe 
in the prayers of Bishop. I was listening to the message. Then when Bishop said we should pour the oil, I laid, the oil, I laid my hands on my head. It was like an electric wave which was passing through my body. I could physically feel as if Bishop was laying his hands. Bishop, from that moment till now, I have not taken my drug. Bishop, the prayers are real. I thank God that I'm totally healed. Put your hands together for powerful testimony on healing. People are being healed. If you are physically in the service and you don't receive, others are listening to the podcast and they are being blessed. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Ida. I need to feel your presence. I want to know your power. Fill me now with more of you. I want to know your glory. I want to know your ways. So would you please come and fill this place? Fresh oil from you Cover my life with your dew Rain down refreshing anew From above I need your presence today Please come and show me the way Shower down your rain upon me Make me more and more like Jesus. Oh, yeah. Have your way in me so that the world may see. You are the porter. I am just the clay. So mold me and shape me completely into what you want me to be and I'll be changed from glory into glory cause I need fresh oil from you cover my life with your dew rain down refreshing anew from above I need your presence Today, please come and show me the way. Shower down your rain upon me. Make me more and more like Jesus. 
Jesus. I need fresh oil from you. Cover my life with your dew. Rain down refreshing anew. From above, I need your presence today. Please come and show me the way. Shower down, pour rain upon me. Make me more and more like Jesus. I need you to shower down your rain upon me. Oh, I want to be more like Jesus. Oh, shower down your rain upon me. Make me more and Amen. Amen. How many of you want God to anoint you with fresh oil this morning? And I'm so excited to announce to you that it's time for the word. I believe that this morning your life will never be the same. If you are excited, make some noise. Let's welcome Bishop Daggerwood Mills. Let us pray. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Please guide us into your glory. We are grateful. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This morning, I want to start a new subjects with you and this is what I call the presence of God the presence of God Psalm 31 Verse 1, the presence of God. So we will continue um, as we go along, just for a few Sundays, we are on the presence of God. Amen. Verse 1, Psalm 31. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust? Let me never be ashamed. Amen. How many know that you will not be ashamed because you've trusted in God? Hallelujah. Verse 2. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock, 
for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Amen. One of the things you need greatly in your life is guidance. 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 Lead me and guide me. Lead me and guide me. I am constantly aware of the presence of God around me and in my life. And I really want to experience more of his presence. And one of the things that you receive from the presence of God in your life is guidance. Amen. Verse 4. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Whatever trap you are falling into, God extracts you today. Verse 5. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities. Those are the words of Jesus on the cross. I have hated them that regard lying vanities. But I trust in the Lord. Now, many people actually admire vanities. Useless things. God is giving you the ability to despise useless things that are not real. When a poor man, a man who has never succeeded in anything and has never had a job before, is having a motivational seminar, and you are sitting there listening to what he's saying, it means you are admiring vanities. When a poor man is teaching you how to be rich, something that he himself cannot implement, then you ask yourself, that, is it not something that is empty? Now when we say vanity, it means like it, it's just air. There's nothing much to it. When you are admiring things which are airy, which are empty, do you understand? Things which have no substance. And that's what you are filled with admiration for. Then it means you are admiring vanities. A lot of the politics that we see, it's all vanity. They will say there is development when there is no development. They will say they have achieved this when in actual fact they've achieved none of the things they've achieved. You see... Banks offering to help you 
Whereas in reality, they are offering to destroy you. You see people who look like they are rich, but in reality, they have nothing. All these are vanities. And you see, God is bringing you to the place where you don't admire vanities. Things that are nothing. We have two types of Ghanaians that go abroad. Two types of Ghanaians that go abroad. Two types of Ghanaians that go abroad. I don't mean Ghanaians who don't go abroad or have not been before. If you've not been before, you will always have a desire to go and it is understandable. You have never traveled before I would like to travel, it's understandable. You like to see more things. And also what you see on TV looks very nice. Those are not the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about those who travel, have traveled before. We have two types. Those that admire the vanities. Things that you can never really lay hands on and you can never really have. Positions you can never have and things you can never have. A world of emptiness which you are filled with admiration for. And such people, even when they could have even done better in their home country, they can't even see through the fact that they can never do well in that uh, circumstance. And there are those who can see through and see that even though I'm driving on sand and I'm driving on dust and there's no ambulance to come and pick me if I'm not feeling well I'm actually better off than that place where I will be a servant of servants for the rest of my life Lord help me to hate vanities Admiring useless things is one of the top misguiding factors. Misguiding it will mislead you. It will mislead you to poverty. All the people that I'm preaching to, listen, your lives are going to be better than the lives that we have. And I'm sure of it. I said I'm sure of it. Let me give you something that is a sign that your life will be better. Shall I give you one sign? When I was the age of most of us here today, Coca-Cola was drunk at Christmas time. Yes. Today, Coca-Cola is drunk every day. So, when I prophesied to you and I told you that every day is Christmas, you do not, you do not understand it. Yes. Yes. Your life, your marriages will be nicer than our marriages. 
Believe it. All the things we didn't know, God is giving them to you. Yes. Sit, sit down. Amen. So, in our time, when we are going to buy Coca-Cola, you need there's a you need bottles. And then it is in a wooden crate. You take the wooden crate and you go. Then they give you Coke. Yes. You may not know. And we don't drink it often. No. It's a special day. Everybody is having Fanta today because it is Christmas. Today, when you just cross here, here is Coke. It is even cheaper than water. I declare what was difficult for us will be easy for you in the name of Jesus. All right. Verse 7. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and thou hast known my soul in adversities. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, but thou hast set my feet in a large room. You will not fall into the hand of your enemy. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes consume with grief. Hear my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth me because of my iniquities. And my bones are consumed. In the day that David was writing this psalm, his sins have made him not well. Sin is the cause of a lot of sicknesses. So sometimes confession of sin brings healing without prayer for healing. That is why when the man came to Jesus who was paralyzed, Jesus didn't say you are healed. He said your sins are forgiven. And you could see that the man had a lot of bad friends because instead of coming through the door, they went through the roof. Like they were used to breaking into houses. So when he saw them with this type of armed robbers as friends, he said, your sins are forgiven. He says, verse 12, I'm forgotten as a dead man, but God is going to raise you up. I've heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. Thou art my God. Verse 15. My times are in thy hand. Your time is in God's hand. One day a man was on admission on the ward. And when he came from the ward, he told me, he said, look, I thought I was going to die. The man on the right died. The man on the left died. The man at the corner died. Everybody that I was still there and I've been discharged and I've come home. And he lived 
for another five years from when they thought when he thought he was going to die your times are in the hand of god you cannot you cannot die before your time deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me make thy face to shine upon thy servant save me for thy mercy's sake verse 18 let the lying lips be put to silence which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous oh how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. We are talking about the presence of God. Verse 20. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. For thou shalt, from the pride of man, for thou shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Verse 21. Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. Amen. Look at verse 20 again. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. You see, the presence of God, first of all, is a great secret which many people don't know about. Yes, it's a great secret. It is the presence of God that makes many things that you see working. That's what makes them work. It's the presence. There's something there that you can't see. Yeah. Even when you see a policeman standing on the road, you know, somebody has come from a far town, KJB, has come from Bekwai, has come from... Um, beyond Kumasi or Finso and other towns. He has come to a cry and he's standing there and he's holding his hand. Ambassadors have stopped. Yes. He's the lowest rank of a policeman. From far, not even from the capital. But he raises his hand like that. All of, all, millionaires and all will be stopping. Because behind, although you see him standing there, Behind him and associated with him, it, the forces of the nation, the, 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 the police, the government, the military, many things are in that man standing there who you may have no regard for. And that is why when he lifts up his hand and he says, stop, you may be the ambassador of America. Or the ambassador of whatever, or a millionaire, or a doctor, or a lawyer, or you may be better off than this man in real life, but you will stop. 
because there are invisible powers. Yes, not so easy to define that are with the person. And that is why he has the audacity to stop you when you are on your way. So the presence of God is a great secret. And it is the secret that you need to have in your life. You need his presence in your life. When Joseph was in the in Egypt, the Bible says God made him to prosper. God, God made Joseph to prosper because God was with him. God was with Joseph in the prison in Egypt. Look at it. Genesis 39. And the master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord, you see, not Joseph, but that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. God saw that there was something with him. uh, uh, His master, that is Potiphar, saw it. He he recognized that there is something with this man. That something will be with you. That something is called the presence of God. And he goes on the next verse, or the next two verses, then he, he goes on to even say that he prospered more. Joseph found grace in the side, made him overseer in the next verse. And it came to pass that he made him overseer of all that he had. The blessing was on all that he did. But one of the verses after, there are two of them. It says that he, he pro, uh, yes. No, 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 prospered. He, he used the word prosper. Fantastic. In the same Genesis 39. Yes. So you see, my friends, that prospering comes also from knowing God. Amen. Amen. The Lord made all that he, he had to prosper. And he prospered properly. Became very, very, very great. Yes. Verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. Genesis 39 verse 2. And he was a prosperous man. That's all. This is your memory verse. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. Why bother to preach about prosperity when the Bible is telling us the source of the prosperity? When God is showing us what makes a person prosperous. Prosperity does not come from only giving money. Neither does it come from only working hard. There are people who give money and they, don't, they, are not, they are not prospering. There are people who work hard, they don't have anything. Look, the people who built this building, many of them work very hard and are poor. 
still. The work that they, 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 they did to build this building, many of you have never worked as hard. And in spite of all the hard work, many of them are poor. By next week, all the money that they have earned here will be finished. That's a reality. It's not about hard work. Hard work is not the only thing that gives rise to prosperity. Although people also don't work hard, and so they don't also prosper. So, the Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. Psalm 31, verse 20. Psalm 31 and verse 20 says, Hide them in the secret of thy presence. Hide them in the secret of thy presence. Huh? From the pride of man. You see, proud men and wicked men are sometimes the cause of poverty. Like the cause of poverty in Ghana is the proud men who have led Ghana into the poverty. The poverty of Africa is the poverty induced by proud and incompetent and incapable leaders who cannot manage economies, cannot manage a currency, cannot make a currency stay in its value. Since we've known the pound and the dollar and so on, they have stayed around the same value. But the leaders of Africa... Hmm? They, don't, they don't know how to control a currency. I hear in Nigeria the currency is twice in this week. If it's 160 to 1, it's 320 now. Yes. And then on and on and on and on. Or in Zimbabwe, I always have Zimbabwe money in my, in my wallet. Anytime somebody asks for money, I, I say, look, Yes, 10 billion. I give them one, 10 billion. Many times on an airplane, when I want to pay something, I tell them, I give them. I give it 10 billion or 50, 50 million, 50 billion, 10 trillion dollars. You never believe that an educated person will print a, a, such a currency. Huh? One note. I always have some. It's a marvelous thing. You'll be visiting Zimbabwe soon. Huh? Yes. Ghana's currency is similar. Yeah. And the currency, never trust the statistics that they give you. When they say GDP is this, the economy has grown. Just look at the exchange rate. That is the true revelation of whether how bad the economy is or how good the economy is. If it's becoming a lot for one dollar, it shows you that everything is mixed up. It's all pretend. And as we are going to the election, you watch them. Yeah. 
Don't trust what they say. Because all of you have did accounting. And when you do accounting, you know, when the thing is not working, you add this and you just adjust it and you balance it. And then you get the right figure for the at end of the accounts. That's why I don't have accountants in my life. Hide them in the secret of thy presence. God is giving you his presence. You must seek his presence. Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk 3 verse 4. Let's read from verse 1. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet of Shigionoth. Verse 2. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. Amen. And in the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. Verse 3. God came down. Is that not so? And the Holy One from the Mount Pan, His glory covered the heavens. And... The earth was full of his praise. Are you there? And his brightness was as the light. His brightness, the brightness of God. The brightness of God was as the light. And he had horns coming out of his hand. And there, right there, was the hiding of his power. You see, the glory of God and the presence of God hides the power of God. That is where the power of God is hiding from the presence. He says, There he came, his glory covered the heavens was full of his praise. Verse 4. And his brightness was as the light. Remember when the, on the Mount of Mass Transfiguration in Matthew 17 there was a bright light when the glory of God came and the presence of God came there. There was, there was, there was, there was a light shining. His raiment was white as the light. Okay. So when you go back to Habakkuk 3 verse 4 it says that and his brightness was as the light. You see God's presence. There was light. He had horns coming out of his hand. And there, right in there was the hiding of God's power. So the presence of God is the place where the power of God hides. That is why it says in Acts one eight, you shall receive power after somebody comes. 
after somebody, there is somebody who is going to come. You see? And you receive power. Isn't it? After that person comes to be with you. So the power is hiding in the presence of God. So when God is with you, and when the Holy Spirit is with you, you see there is power hiding in there. Habakkuk 3 verse 4, there was the hiding of his power. There was the hiding of his power. Hiding power. So it's not, no one is powerful. It's God who is powerful. And God has to be with you for you to achieve anything. You know, I'm over 50 years old. I was in school in Ghana. I've not been to school anywhere. And I've seen people come and go. And people try to be rich. All their life, they are trying to be rich. Look, from school, people are trying to be rich. It's number one aim of almost everybody who comes into the world is to be rich. Raise your hand if you know somebody apart from yourself who wants to be rich. It's the number one aim. Is it not true? What about you? Are they not told that you want to like? It's like if you have money, you'll be okay. Hey! You cannot find anybody who hasn't got such a, such a vision or such an aim for his, his or her life. So many marital quarrels are, problems are caused by lack of money. You should see husbands and wives fighting in the house because of money. Small, small money. You say that because of 40 cities. People are insulting people. Hey! people are saying to people because of 80 cities you will never listen believe that I'm telling you as long as you are married you will never quarrel over money there was the hiding of his power his power Right there, where God is, is the hiding of his great and mighty power. Amen. Amen. So you must desire to have God in your life, a presence of God, the presence, the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, I mean, you think about it. He just promised us only one thing. I'll be with you. Not I'll give you money. I mean, how can you send people on missions without giving them money? Go to Matthew 28. Go ye into all the world. Verse 19. I'm sending you on missions. I'm sending you to Zimbabwe. I'm sending you to Mogadishu. I'm sending you to Mozambique. Hey, what are you giving me to ask you are sending me? Go to nations. Look at it. 
Teach all nations. And when you go, teach. (laughs) Baptize. That means you must have clothes to change. Wet. (laughs) Teaching them to observe whatever I commanded you. And then what? Law. Yes, money for tra- transport. Law. Here is your bank draft. Law. Here are checks. Law. Here are travelers' checks. Law. Here is gold. No, none of that. Law. I am with you. My presence is with you. That is all that you need. That is all that you need. Is it not amazing? How many are surprised by... Look, I have... I'll, I'll prove to you the difference between Jesus and somebody. Sit down. Let me show you. Amma, please come. This lady, you may not know her, is a missions director. Mention some of the countries you have sent people to. In your capacity as a missionary, I mentioned seven countries. Chad. Chad. Burundi. Speak. Burundi. Burundi. Kenya. Who did you send to Burundi? Um, Chebafu. And you to Chad? Who did you send to Chad? Is, um, did you see that Obed they are real? Who? Obed Chad. Obed. Okay. And then mention more. Um, Christos Abi in Kenya. Kenya. Yes. <laughs> and who else? Hilbrakuigwen in Zambia. Zambia, you sent some people to Zambia. Yes, more countries. Then Dennis in Uganda. You sent somebody to Uganda. Yes, please. Another country. Um, Sierra Leone. You sent um, Donald to Sierra Leone. And uh, more countries, seven, just seven. Madagascar, we sent Edmund to Madagascar. Madagascar. Malawi, we sent um, Peter, we sent Emmanuel. More people. And when you were sending them, What did you give them money or you just said low I am with you? No, we didn't say low I'm with you. We gave them transportation and money. Money and transport. You bought tickets for them. We did. We bought tickets for all of them. Tickets. Jesus Christ. Let's check Jesus. Jesus. Did you buy tickets for anybody? No. So Jesus Christ and Amma, who is greater? These are two mission directors. Jesus as a mission director and this lady as a mission director. She is giving money and Jesus is giving his presence. Shout Jesus! Thank you, mission director. You cannot compare. There is a song, there is none like you. None like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. Can we all sing this song? There is none like you. Stand to your feet. There is none 
like you. No one else, Lord. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search, I could search for all eternity, Lord, and find there is Your mercy flows like a river. Your mercy flows like a river. And healing. And healing comes from your hands. Suffering children are safe in your arms. Suffering children are safe in your arms. There is none like you, Lord. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search. I could search for all eternity long. And find. There is none like you. Lift your hand and sing it again. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none. No one. 
Now, the presence of God is what we need. John 14 and verse 
16. This is what Jesus decided to ask God for after having an experience on earth what it's like to be a human being. We sing a song He walked where I walked He stood where I stand Felt what I feel He felt what I feel He understands He knows my frailty He knows my frailty Shared my humanity Shared my humanity Tempted in every way Tempted in every way Yet without sin Yet without sin God with us So close to us God with us Listen, he walked. He walked where I walked. He walked where I He stood where I stand. He stood where I stand. He felt what I feel. He felt what I feel. He understands. He understands. He knows my All right. Now, Jesus walked where we walked. He understands what we understand. It's not a small thing to be a human being. It's not a small thing. If you like, come and try. Tell any of the angels they should come here and see what it's like. Yeah, it's not a small thing to be a human being. Any angel who feels that he is a creature, he should come and see what is happening here. To be wearing this flesh. And feeling what we are feeling. Experiencing what we are experiencing. That's not a small thing. So when Jesus was going, he said, I'm going to pray for one thing. What is he going to pray for? Money. No. He said, I'm going to pray for the comforter. Who should be with you so that you have the presence of God with you? A presence. Genesis 39 the Lord was with Joseph and he made everything that he did to prosper. Wow. That is why I'm telling you, your life is going to be better. You've noticed that you speak English better than your parents. How many realize that you speak English better than your parents? 
and even your accent is improved better than your parents. You are an improvement. And I'm also declaring that you are also an improvement spiritually. Yes. Your marriages will be nicer than our marriages. What a marriage. Your weddings will be of a greater quality. Your honeymoons will be more fantastic. Life after wedding will be more superior. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen. Amen. And back to John, please. John. It says, I will pray the Father, not for money, but for the comforter, the presence, to be with you, that he may abide with you, that you always be around, always around. Now, let me tell you something about the presence of God. I hope we have a chance. I want to take you to Exodus. For you to see what happens when the presence of God comes. Yes. Verse 17. Verse 17. And even this, this presence is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of, the tr- of truth, be- whom the world cannot receive. You see, worldly people cannot receive the Holy Spirit for one and only one reason, because they cannot see him. Look at the verse. It seeth him not. That's why I'm preaching about the Holy Spirit. So for you to see, to see is to perceive and to detect and to know. So when you start to know about the Holy Spirit, then you are more open to receiving this Holy Spirit. If you don't know anything about that, the Holy Spirit actually causes prosperity. And causes things to work. The Holy Spirit is the reason for many wonderful things. And that's what I want you to desire more and pray for more than anything else. Yes. They don't see him, so they, they don't know him. But you, you know him. Now, he's going, going to give you three dimensions or three types or ways of experiencing the presence of God in this verse. This verse gives us two, and I'll show you the third one. He says, for he dwelleth with you. This is the Old Testament way of experiencing the presence of God. He dwelleth with you. All these people, God was with an Isaac. The Lord was with him. He went forward, waxed great and grew and became very great for God was with him. <laughs> wow. God was with him. Amen. All that is the first 
dimension of the presence of God. God with us. God with you. Yes. God with you. One day, somebody saw our ministry, this ministry, working. And he just made a comment. Spiritual concept. He said, this one, it is Emmanuel. Which means that he was trying to say, this one, God is with us. It's like the presence of God is what is doing it. He said, this is Emmanuel. It's Emmanuel. For he dwelleth with you. That is the first way God's presence is experienced. And that's how it was experienced by the Old Testament saints. Then the second way is the one that he promised them. He shall be in you. He is with you and he shall be in you. Well, it's different. Have different effects. He's with you and he shall be in you. See, um, you can meet somebody, the person is with you. And then the person can later on marry you and be in you. Yes. Wow. It, it has a different effect. Or you can meet somebody and be with the person in church, but then the person can be in your house. It's, it's, it's with you in the system, but now he's in the house with you and can be in you. Hey, we are going higher. And then the third, the third dimension of the presence of the Holy Spirit is upon you. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Quickly. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Upon. Jesus said, look for it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now that it's upon you, it's time to work. It's another level of the presence of God for working. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's time for preaching. Time for healing. Time for helping people. Time for being a shepherd. Time for becoming a star. Because the presence of God, which is generally with me, and is in me in salvation. Because you can't be saved without the Spirit of God being in you. And then now he comes upon you. Let's get to work. Which is, which is now a greater presence. Somebody with you, in you, and upon you. Hey! It's heavy. And as you seek for the presence of the Holy Spirit upon your life, the anointing. You see, the anointing is different from the presence. It's different from the glory. They are different things. I'm talking about the presence. I'm not talking about the anointing. 
I'm talking about the presence of God. As you seek for the presence, for God to be present, his, the, the, the wonderful effects of his presence will be manifested all through your life. And the longer you dwell in his presence like wine, they that tarry long at the wine, they have the effects of the wine. When I have my communion today and I just take one little, I'm not going to have certain effects of wine. If I want to have an effect, I have to tarry. I have to stay on the wine. Yes. They that tarry long. At the wine. Tarry long at the wine. Stay for a long time in his presence. So, I want you to go into life seeking the one thing. And you see, if you don't have faith, you shouldn't even bother to come. Because we are not in a school. We are not at Gimpa. We are in Legon, but it's not a university. This is a church. We are telling you about God. We are telling you about the Holy Spirit. If you don't have faith, you shouldn't have even come. I don't know why you came. You have to believe in the Holy Spirit what you cannot see. Yes. Right now, in this air, there are radio waves of unique FM, joy FM, Montier FM <laughs> Radio Radio Gold huh? All of them are in the air But you can't see even one if you, if you want to know That it's true Just put a radio here and put it on You'll see that all as someone, All the waves are here They are with us but we don't even know Internet waves Even videos are flying across Videos are moving through the air. Yes. Videos are flowing through the air. (laughs) There are things in the air. There are bacteria, viruses, different things. Telephone, wires, cellular networks all over. Invisible networks. When you and you connect right now, it's connected. Satellite, television station, waves all over transmitting from different satellites, IS-20, IS-10, ISD, different satellites. All, all the waves are here. And we are, we are here. That's why there's so much cancer. All these things were not there before. All these radiations and waves and invisible forces were not there. The concept of invisible forces is in the Bible before these ones were even invented. Yes. You'll be surprised to go on Google Maps and find this building there. We are, we are on a video. They can launch a strike on this, only that they'll be destroyed before it happens. The concept of invisible forces at work in a person's life is not a modern thing. It's in the Bible. 
He said, I will, you go to the nations. Thomas went to India. Thomas went to India. You go to um, India, Chennai. Is there anybody here who goes to school in Chennai? India? Yes. You go to Chennai, there's a church that Thomas, Jesus, one of Jesus' 12 disciples. He told them, go. Thomas went to India without money. Only the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited for you. And I know that we are going to do very well. With the presence of God in you, with you, and upon you, you can only succeed. Yes. You are, look, John the Baptist, Jesus said, is the greatest. And the least in the kingdom is greater than John. And John the Baptist was greater than all Elijah and all these people. And you are greater than all these ones. Hey! Is it not amazing? It's difficult to believe these things, but this is what the Bible is saying. So I know you are going to do very well by the presence of God in your life. Amen. So you need to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Let's sing that song. Yield yourself, Yield yourself. to the Holy Spirit. Yield yourselves to the unction of God. Yield, Yield yourself. yourself. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Let him have his way. Let, Let him have his way. Can you yield yourself? Yield yourselves to the Holy Spirit. Yield yourself. Yield yourself to the unction. To the unction of God. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Let's sing it again. Yield yourself. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Yield yourself to the unction. To the unction of God. Yield yourself.
Holy Spirit, move me now. Holy Spirit, move me now. Make my life. Make my life whole Listen, how many have sung this song before? All of us. But you see, now you are saying, presence of God, move in my life. Yes. What, what, that, what happens when that presence is there? That's why you are singing to the Holy Spirit. Because that's, what, that's the only thing Jesus promised us. The Holy Spirit. Move me now. Holy Spirit, move me now. Turn to Matthew chapter 13. Verse 11. It says, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Amen. Look, the kingdom of God is full of mysteries. And one of the mysteries is the mystery of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the great mysteries God has given to us, the mighty Holy Spirit. Verse 12. Whosoever hath to him it shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall be taken even that which he has. That is why I speak to them in parables. Because seeing, they see not. Hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand. Seeing you shall see, but you shall not perceive. Verse 15. This people's heart is waxed gross 
or dull, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have closed. Let's at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Now, healing them is when the Holy Spirit starts working. Heal them. Healing them. Lest I should heal them. Lest I should heal them. Everybody say healing. healing. When somebody is healed, or when you are healed, maybe you've come into this life and your, the heart of your, your family, are, you know, you have certain defects. Maybe you are just always sad or depressed or you are a wicked person by nature. Do you understand? Now, you are, you are going to be healed of all these qualities that make you unmarriageable, unlivable with. All these qualities that make you a poor person. Sometimes we have qualities that make us poor. The way we are, we will be poor. And the, what we do, so God comes to our life to heal us of things. So that, that healing is coming by the Holy Spirit coming on your life. Yes. And the power of God coming into your life. And his presence which takes over all the bad things of your life. Now how does all this happen? And Jesus was describing some people who will never be healed. They will never be helped. They will never get better. No matter how you preach to them. Why? They have Three problems. These people have three problems. And you are healed of all those three problems today. He said, number one, their heart is wax gross. Or their heart is dull. A war, they don't understand with their heart. You know, there are some people who don't understand no matter how the preaching goes. I've come to see that even if you bring PowerPoint and videos and everything and you show, some people still don't understand what you are saying. And you will even wonder that after, that is why experienced people ask, when you finish, repeat what I said. So what did I say? And you'll be surprised. The person who's been nodding the head. Yeah. Very much. When you say, what did I say? You, you say a different thing. Whatever hardness is in your heart is healed today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Number two, it said, their ears are dull of hearing. Hearing is a master key to opening yourself up to the healing power and the presence of God. You see, the reason I made us sing the song, yield yourself, because the presence can be there, but it will not work in your case. It will not work in your case. In your case, it's going to work. And why is it not working? Because they don't hear that the ears are tired of hearing. I say, people who listen to preaching, people who listen to preaching, people 
whose ears are not tired of hearing. They are always different from those whose ears are tired of hearing preaching. Anytime I meet my own pastors who are tired, you see, you, see you, you can become tired of hearing preaching. Yes. Sometimes that's why we need variations. But sometimes you see that you are tired of hearing. Or you don't want to hear. But you can always see this one is tired of hearing. And is no more able to follow the thing. Usually because you don't obey. When you don't obey, the next preaching is coming to add to the list of things that you are not obeying. (laughs) So you don't like the message anymore. Are you listening? So God is working on you to make you a hearer. You must be a podcast addict and a Macané addict. Look, there are people who are listening to Macané. They are not in our church. They are not in this church. And radio. And Macané. They just, that is all that they do. They are not members of this church. Yes. How much more you? So, open yourself. If you ask me one thing that has brought me to stand here is hearing. Hearing, hearing preaching. Hearing from 1988 when I was listening to Kenneth Hagin preaching in a room in Suhum. Suhum Krabwa Kota. Suhum District of Ghana. I was there in the middle of the night listening to Hagen. I have put him on like radio whilst I'm praying. Hearing exposes you to the spirit. Ezekiel 2 to the spirit entered into me when he spoke to me. You are exposing yourself to anointing and you are exposing yourself to the spirit. So Jesus said, blessed are your ears. Any ear that has got a podcast and got a macanet, so blessed is this ear. It's a blessed ear. For it hears. For it hears. It hears. And also, if you don't obey, you can't hear again. It just adds. We'll soon have a children's church. Do you believe that we will have it? Yes. We'll have it. You see. Up there, you take a lift and you go up. Be surprised. Those of you who have never been in a lift, that will be your chance. Blessed are your ears, for they are hearing. They are hearing. They are hearing. They are hearing. Blessed are your ears. Blessed are your ears. Blessed are your ears. Blessed are your ears. You see, he said that he said that I have done something so that they shouldn't hear. And so that they shouldn't see. So that they shouldn't be healed. It's like I know that the healing is connected to their hearing and connected to their seeing and connected to their understanding. So I've blocked that one. Because if the hearing is open and the seeing is open. And the understanding is open. Oh, 
<laughs> it's going to be a different thing. Yeah. If the hearing is open, the seeing is open, and the understanding is open, it's going to be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. If, if the hearing is open, the seeing is open, and the understanding. Now, what does it mean? Go on. And it says, and should be converted. Conversion is change. You see, change is the last one there before the healing comes. So you hear, you see, you understand, and you are converted. Then healing comes. So the real healing of your life cannot come when you don't have hearing, seeing, understanding, and then conversion. If you don't get converted, you can't be healed. Well, what is conversion? Change. There's no change in your life. You just listen to preach and continue being a thief. You just listen to preach and continue lying. You continue telling lies. No change. You continue sleeping around. You continue not getting married when you should be married. By now, you should be married. And you're still fooling around. I said, by now, you should have been married. You're still fooling around. Christians are to marry when they are young. When you are strong and young, that is when you marry as a believer. You don't wait till you are 42. When your sperms are finished. And you have slept with more than 400 people. And you have HIV. And when they do the test for your wedding, it's HIV positive. That is why, we, that is why you, you are dull of hearing. Because you are not being converted. When the message I don't flow with it. You don't move on. So it's, it's, it's painful to listen to the next one. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to hear it again. Because you, you, you don't flow. When you hear, you don't continue. You are not converted. You don't understand. And you always understand it differently. I want you to all ask your friends, not now, after church. Is, am I... Do I, do you think it's difficult for me to understand? Because I, there are some people I know that it's difficult. Their understanding is different. When you stay someday, do you understand it? Too? Do you know anybody like that? Huh? One or two people, huh? Like, what, if you say they, they understand it differently. And that's why, if you are going to marry, you must look for somebody who understands things in a certain way. Because when you marry, you, you say, A, the person will hear B. You say this and the person is hearing something else. Wow. So, I need you to flow with these things. If you want the power and the presence to start working in your life, your heart must pray for good understanding. Yes. Pray for it. Or let, let me understand. Let me understand.
And you must be able to diagnose yourself that you don't understand. Stop saying I understand when you don't understand. Recently, I was listening to Benny Hinn preaching. And I told somebody, I said, all that I'm listening to, I don't understand. I can play the same thing over and over and over and over, and I still don't understand it. And I know that I don't understand it. But I'm playing because I, I, I need to understand it one day. And I know that I'll understand it. And I'm understanding it more. You will also understand it more. Don't say you understand what you don't understand. If you are a sister and I tell you to be soft, no man is going to marry a hard woman unless you are super beautiful and he's very deceived. It's not easy to be super beautiful. Everybody is average. cannot make somebody stay with you happily. Too hard. But if you don't understand what I'm saying, pray Lord, let me understand what this man is saying about hardness. Why? You need to understand so that you'll be converted. And the presence of the Holy Spirit will start to have an effect on you. Yes. Look, the presence of the Holy Spirit, once you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, you don't need you don't need to, you don't, you don't need anything, you don't even need a job. You need the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what will give you the job. Yes. That's, that's it. You don't need money. That's what will bring you the money. Go into the world. Lord, I am with you. That is all I can offer you. My presence shall go with you. Exodus 33. You see, Moses asked the Lord, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Exodus 33. We shall be ending. Just, I just want to give you that and then we will continue. Are you there? Verse 13. Now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me thy way that I may know thee. That I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. Verse 14. And he said, my presence shall go with thee. My presence shall go with thee. And I will give you rest. That's all you need. His presence to go with you. His presence. You need good Christian music. You will notice that 
Christian music makes a certain presence come into your life. He said, my presence shall go with thee. You'll notice that listening to certain preaching, certain prayers, certain prophecies, you sense the presence of God. He says, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. All your struggles are coming to an end because of the presence of God. Presence. My presence. I'll give you rest. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Jesus didn't even give them a constitution. He said, my presence shall go with me. Then verse 15. He said, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. We will, don't, no, not even one step. Wow. Hallelujah. So the presence of God is what we need and that is where God's power hides. Habakkuk 3.4. Habakkuk 3.4. Habakkuk 3.4. There was the hiding of his power. Yes. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. You know it. You know it. Those are, those are the blessings of his presence. He that dwelleth in the secret place. He that is in the presence of the Most High. He's a different person from the rest of the people. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Habakkuk 3, 4. There was the hiding of his power. Beautiful. Do you love it? Do you like it? Yes. Psalm 91, you know it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under, under the shadow. I mean, what is closer than the shadow? If my shadow is on you, it means I must, you see, I see my shadow here. And this guy is under my shadow. He's very close to me. But you are not under my shadow. You are further. You are not under my, he is under my shadow. This guy is under my shadow. And I'm closer to him. You are close to God from today in Jesus' name. Ah, oh, I will say of the Lord is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Moses said, Moses said, my presence will go and I will give you rest. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler when you are in the presence. Blessedness of his presence. Blessedness of his presence. His power. Habakkuk 3, for there was the hiding of his power. His power is hiding. You shall receive power after. After he comes. So the presence gives birth to the power. Yes, the presence gives birth to the power. The presence is where the power hides. He has to be there. When he is there, his power will be there. Ah, it goes on. Fantastic. You can't even believe that things are like magic. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Because you are so close to him. Just put his feathers on you like this. Wickedness is coming by his feathers. Like the brother was telling us, if they had come to the house and found 
the drug of somebody who has come to repent, he would be in prison today. There would be no escape at all. And drugs charges, you go 15 years, 20 years in prison. You'll be there. You can explain. Ah, you can never explain. You will explain it and explain it. Yes. The school would have turned into it. It would have turned into a nightmare. It would have turned into a nightmare. We would have been visiting you in prison. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. It's not recently that armed robbers started moving in the night. There have been terror in the night for years. This is before the days of Jesus. More than 4,000 years ago. Terror by night. And the arrow that flyeth by day. By his breath. Look at verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Receive the presence of God over your life. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You'll be feeling the feathers of his wings. The feathers of angels' wings. The angels that are in his presence. All around you. Keeping you. Delivering you. Helping you. Yes. What a blessing. How many want his presence? John 14, 17. He shall be... John 14, verse 17. He, he is with you and shall be in you. He is with you and shall be in you. He is, he is with you and shall be in you. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your power. Thank you that your presence is in this place. We give you praise. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, yes. All that we need is your presence. All that we need is your presence. We give you thanks. And we give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lay your hand on your body, anywhere. Father, I pray for healing. The healing that comes from your presence to come upon us. Let us experience all that you have intended for us. Thank you. Thank you. Receive the presence of God. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the power of God. You'll never be alone. For his presence 
shall help you. His presence is with us. His presence is fighting for you. His presence is helping you. Father, thank you. Thank you for your blessedness and the blessedness of your mighty presence. We are going out of this place, but not out of your presence. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for your great help that is released on our lives. Now lift your right hand like this. Do you have your oil still? Put a bit of oil right now. Genesis 39. You are anointed children. And all those listening by radio, podcasts, television, wherever you are. Just a drop. His master saw that the Lord was with him. His master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. Put a bit of oil on your head like this. Father, you said we shall anoint the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Now, Lord, we are the tabernacle. We are the temple of the living God. And as we place this oil on our heads, let there always be a mighty presence of your spirit. Let it come to pass that those in our houses shall see that the Lord is with us. And that the Lord makes all that you do to prosper. Receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. Receive the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. Whatever you lack. Whatever you don't have. Whatever you cannot do for yourself. I declare that from today through the mighty presence of God with you the Lord is giving it to you in Jesus name whatever you don't have you shall have it because of the presence of God whatever you cannot do the Lord is helping you to do it because of his presence Whatever you cannot give, whatever you cannot give, because the Lord is with you from today, you can give it. In the name of Jesus, wherever you are falling short, because of your background, because of your family, because of your age, because of your education, God is chopping up. God is fulfilling. God is making it up by his presence on your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. No one will look down on you again after today. No 
one will despise you after today. Those in your classroom, those in the house, those in your family, those at your workplace, they will all see that God is with you and that his presence is with you. And they will see that the Lord has prospered all that you are doing. Receive it now. From today, may your ears be opened. May your eyes be opened. May your heart be softened. May you see what you never saw before. May you hear what you never heard before. May you understand what you couldn't understand. And may you be converted and changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive the healing of God. Receive the anointing of God. Lord, I am with you always. Go out of this place with this great blessing and this great power. Lord, I am with you. 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 He is 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 with you. He shall be in you. He shall be upon you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and thank God for his presence. From today, you are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. You are going to walk in his presence and enjoy his goodness in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for the blessedness of your word. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you to church. You need God. Without God, you cannot do anything. If you are here, you want to give your life to God, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, and you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Then lift your right hand up high like this, and I'm going to pray with you. So many people. So many. God bless you. 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 Now, if you are here, you want to start a new life. You want to give your life to God to Jesus Christ. You lifted up your hand. Come to me here. I want to pray for you over here. Come. Come. Just come. 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 I want to pray with you here quickly. Lift your hand and come on. God bless you. Come on from the back. Come on, my friend. up your hands in front lift your hands everybody lift your hands say after me jesus thank you for today please forgive me for my sins 
Today, I give my life to Jesus Christ. Oh God, I know I am a sinner. Have mercy on me. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I give my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. I love you. Say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I give my heart to you. Help me to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for them that your presence will be with them. You will guide them and bring them to green pastures. I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Amen. Don't go back. Now, I'm giving you one of my wonderful books. Amen. And when we close, I want all of you to come to this side, this side there. We will, we will after the stage, this side. Do you understand? Yes. As soon as we close, don't go home. Just come. It's a blessing for you. Today marks a turning point in your life. Amen. Amen. If God is not with you, what can you do? You will struggle. Today marks the beginning of God in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can go back to your seats. You may be seated. We are going to have communion very quickly. And um, we are praying. Now, today, in today's communion, I want us to believe God for healing of our soul. What is that? In my counseling of people, I find more people need healing in their souls than anything else. That's what makes people not able to marry and not able to stay together is the soul. There's something wrong with the soul. Some of you are not married, but even your roommate, you see that you cannot easily stay with your roommate. True or not true? Why, why do you think that you can stay you cannot stay with your roommate how much more a boy or another girl whom you are going to be married to yesterday I saw a Nigerian man has married uh, a white man and they are taking a picture on the internet and I think it was spreading in Nigeria yes they are wearing the same suit the, the man is the husband 
I don't know who is the husband. They are working together. And you can see that there is something wrong with the soul. Because even if that is what you feel like doing, the fact that you think that it is normal for a man to marry another man and that you are saying that people have they have wondered if the man comes to Nigeria what they will do to him and people have insulted the man so much on the internet do you see so what I'm trying to tell you is that are you still there yes it's not I'm not talking about the healing of even homosexuality but the healing of the mind that it is okay it shows that the mind is sick not even that they they are doing that but that they should marry and that that is what is right to see that there is something wrong with it so that's why it is more easy to become a homosexual abroad because the mind they are saying that it is normal and you have their president and prime ministers campaigning to push for men and men to marry as husband and wife it shows you that something is not working well true or not true so what I'm talking about is I'm talking about your soul. Because some of you, you think that it's, it's okay if your husband says that you slap him. You see, that's how you think that that's the right thing. Or if your wife does it, this how to behave. Because that is what you know. And so when you marry, that is how you'll be. And you'll not be successful. Are you with me? Yes. You feel that when you are not happy, you should be quiet from morning till 7 o'clock in the night. Nobody is speaking to you in the same house. How, who can be happy with you? You have, you, have, you have put a cloud on everybody. It's your soul. It's defective. So, a lot of things are the soul. So, today as we receive this communion, whatever cannot be in Christ cannot be in you because Jesus said whosoever eats my flesh drinks my blood has life the life of God and so what cannot be found in Christ can you imagine Jesus Christ has married another man like he decided to marry Peter like he and Peter You see, it sounds like madness. Yes. Even the Queen of England or the King of England, if he decides to marry his brother or his my another man, he said, what, what are they doing? They've gone berserk. But to them, it's normal. They'll even arrest you if you speak like how I'm speaking. They'll say you are a uh, hate, hate crime, homophobic. 
you are delivered of all soulish diseases. Psalm, Psalm 23, he restored my soul. Your soul is being restored today. Some of you, you have had a very wicked boyfriend who threw you away like Dangbeshi. You know Dangbeshi. He played Dangbeshi. You passed away. But a very good brother is about to come to you. And you are going to manifest the revenge. The brother you would play the Dangbeshi and he has run away. You are going to manifest your revenge on the new brother who has come. And you are going to spoil the blessing that God is giving you on that person. This is what Jesus said. The soul is affected. Your soul will be healed today in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. A lot of flies. Don't allow any fly to touch your bread. Soon this place will be air conditioned, so you'll be feeling cold. You have to bring your cardigan when you are coming to church. So you practice winter. Father, thank you for the bread. You said my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed we come before the table this holy flesh the bread bless it and bless us as we receive and as we eat whatever is wrong with our souls our character our personalities let it be healed today in the name of Jesus whatever is wrong with our spirituality let it be healed today in the name of Jesus Christ we receive healing in our bodies in our minds in our souls in Jesus name the body of Jesus Christ Whatever mistake you have made, whatever sin, whatever crime, whatever error, the blood of Jesus reaches to the highest mountain and the lowest valley. Your mistake is washed away by the blood of Jesus. Father, we declare this to be the blood. And we thank you that every sin, every sickness, and every mistake is washed away by this precious blood. In Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus.
healing. I cast and rebuke every threatening disease, every spreading disease, every life-threatening disease, every wicked plot, every spirit of death, every bad diagnosis, every wicked diagnosis, every mental illness, every physical illness, every blood disease, every organ disease. In Jesus' name I rebuke it. is stopped today by the name of Jesus. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shouted amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering and you may be seated. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.